Hey, Steven. Hey there, Dustin. How you doing? Pretty good, but what, what, what are you up to? Just sitting around in my house, drinking another great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. Drinking, uh, I'm, I'm back on that Eric Blood Axe, buddy. Oh my mm, goodness. So good. You should buy stock in their company or something. Um, That would be a great idea. They probably don't have stock. Probably not. What are you drinking tonight, Dustin? Oh, I am not a great Indiana man drinking a great Indiana beer. I'll uh, say. I've got a uh, good old taste of California here. A little, little something, a little something ale from uh, Lagunitas. Mm, nice. Nice. Bringing it back out, just like I'm bringing that Eric Bloodaxe back out. I have a uh, wedding in Wisconsin. I feel like I need to say that with an accent. Do they have accents in Wisconsin? With Wisconsin? No, that's not it. Well, we have zero listeners in uh, Wisconsin, so keep going. Just <laughs> just push through. Find that accent. Come on, buddy. Um, so maybe I'll f- I'll try to find a great Wisconsin beer for a great Indiana man. <laughs> okay. We'll watch Fargo and then uh, really work it out. That's all they do is just drink beer and eat cheese up there, right? Yeah, and play with moose is meese. M- m- meese? M- mice. They play with My- mice. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this about meese. Wisconsin, but uh, they have a lot of uh, mouse pets. Mm. When, you're, when you're born, you're given a mouse pet, and then you're actually contractually required by the state of Wisconsin to breed your mouse pet with other mouse pets until you have a plethora of uh, mouse pets. Okay. So shout out to Wisconsin, hashtag visit Wisconsin. We are, uh, this episode is sponsored by the Wisconsin Tourism Bureau. And their disgusting mouse habits. Yep. So big things this week, Steve, you uh, shot a wedding. Big, big things. Did did you shoot a wedding this week, Dustin? Steven, let's be real. I I don't know if I'm ever not shooting a wedding. I sometimes wake up and I feel like I'm just going to wake up at a wedding. That sounds like a mental problem to me. You should probably get that checked out. Um, we're working through it right now with my therapist. I'm proud of you. But how about you? I did shoot a wedding this week. Yeah. And something fantastic happened at that wedding, Dustin. There, let, me, wait, only, let me guess. There were photo paintings on the wall of famous philosophers. And those photo paintings on the wall, Dustin, they actually moved while we were taking pictures. It's like with every photo we took, they came to life. It's like night at the museum, but at the wedding? Is it a spinoff? It was miraculous, Dustin. Uh, I called the Pope. He said it doesn't actually count as a miracle, though. So mm, That's disappointing. <sighs> he said it could have counted as a miracle if, you know, hadn't made all those comments in the last episode. Next time you see him, tell him I saw his show on uh, HBO. It's really good. He does a good job in that. Is that a Lil Pope? Uh, young Pope. Mm, that doesn't sound like a rapper's name. No, it's because because it's not. <laughs> so where'd you shoot steve steven come on come back to me where did i shoot uh downtown indianapolis oh downtown indy always always fun with parking and traffic and good stuff like that and something fantastic did happen but i wasn't really there when it happened so i brought somebody on the podcast to tell the story of what happened to he- 
to get across the emotions that I didn't feel because I didn't really don't, experience because, it. Because you don't feel emotions, I think, is the, the key there. That as well, yeah. So, without further ado, we're going to bring on my wife, Aww, Jennifer hey Van Elk. And Jennifer Van Elk, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking a great Indiana beer, but no, that's weird. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, right next to me is a great <laughs> Indiana woman. I'm talking about Jen Van Elk, and she is drinking a great Indiana beer. Uh, same as Steve. Actually, uh, not the same beer, though. I got my own. That's right, because this is love, Dustin. And <laughs> I had just only two Eric Blood Axes left. And I thought to myself, I could drink both of them. But Jen had already opened one and drank it. I'm disappointed. I didn't even ask. Supposed to supposed to save one for me. Mm, that's not going to happen. These are too good. They stay in the family only. Stay in the family. <laughs> it's like the family jewels of beer. So, Jennifer, welcome to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. You are our first official guest. I feel so honored. Am I going to get some of that uh, that money of yours? That sweet, sweet money is coming your way. Actually, because you're on the podcast, you no longer qualify to be in any Uh, of the uh, giveaways that we run. Yeah. Also, because you're married to somebody in the podcast, you were never actually able to be in any of them. To begin yeah. with, the moment you married Jose was just just disqualified you for. Oh, I mean Steve. <laughs> I'm a man of many names. <laughs> I was I was thinking like, what nickname did I miss earlier? But now I forgot Jose is standing in the corner over there. I just sometimes forget about it. You forget about your husband. Fantastic producer of the podcast, Jose. Um, so Jen, tell us about this emotion driven moment that happened at Saturday's wedding that Steve, Steve did not get to feel witness or be a part of that only you can tell us about. (laughs) For sure. So we shot, uh, Regents Tower, uh, which is a rooftop venue in Indianapolis. Uh, it's not all the way um, on the, the 30, what is it, 32nd floor of the building? Do you Did you look at the elevator? No. Okay. <laughs> I just pushed wedding when I got in the elevator. It took me <laughs> yes, right that to was the not floor a button. I was supposed to be on. <laughs> not a button. Um, but they have a balcony that wraps all the way around. Uh, one downfall of the place is that it's super windy. It's in like a um, wind tunnel, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you don't really have, I mean, Indianapolis, you'd think there's tons of skyscrapers, but there really isn't. So, so many skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're on one of three, it's just incredibly windy. Uh, but we were doing some photos, uh, catching up on wedding party pictures. And I decided to do a couple of the bride, just the bride and the, the veil. She had this big cathedral veil. And it was blowing up in the wind. And I thought, oh, this will be such a beautiful, romantic photo. So we start snapping it. Um, one of the bridesmaids actually had a hold of the end so that can kind of we could have a little bit of control. Uh, but the wind just took off, took the veil right out of her hair and right out of the bridesmaid's hands as well. Uh, it flew over the side of the building 
up about two stories and everyone's frantically trying to grab this veil. Um, a few people actually climbed on the side of the building, which was Ooh. again, Ooh. five stories tall. <laughs> I, I was in complete shock. I, I couldn't even, I, I did take a few photos, but I was in such shock that people were trying to grab this veil over the side of a five story building that I just shut down. Um, but eventually everyone had, was came off the side it flew up and as it started to come down uh the wind stopped and it gradually just flew back down and the bridesmaid grabbed it um it was pretty exciting sounds like a real uh adrenaline rush moment i realized at that moment that i would never be able to be a photojournalist yeah it's sort of one of those moments where you have to mentally I mean, it's not like a war type scene, but it's sort of like one of those where you're like, do I help or do I document? Yes. Yeah. And I was definitely feeling that. I always take the role of the document and my wife always takes the role of the help. Yeah. (laughs) So where were you, Steve, when all this was going down? Oh, about 10 feet away. Like 30 yards away. It was pretty far away. I'm just picturing you like at the bar having a drink. Uh, well, I mean, as we've discussed many, many times on this podcast, Dustin, I am drunk all the time at weddings, just completely and totally plastered throughout the entire ceremony. In fact, if I don't throw up at a wedding, then I probably actually wasn't there shooting it. That's why I have Jose as a third shooter most of the time. He actually shoots most of the photos. He is fantastic. Um I thought maybe Steve was dropping the kids off at the pool, if you know what I mean, based on our last episode. Oh, Dustin, no more poop jokes. It's done. <laughs> we flushed well, that. Do I have some stories about Steve? Oh, oh. So you bring Jen on and it just opens a whole world of things. I'm so scared of bringing her on the <laughs> podcast for exactly the reason that she was just going to try to embarrass me the whole time. She tells me every week, Steve, I listen to the podcast and I love you so so much, so much, Steve. Sweet baby Steve, I love you so <laughs> much. Uh, but I feel like somebody needs to come on there and just knock you down a peg or two. Sounds about right. I'll be nice. I told her that that's what you do every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hardly. I listen. Hardly. I just make fun of him more during the day. I mean, Jen, Jen you listened to the episode where I reached out and said, Jen, if you ever need someone to talk about, talk to about Steven, I'm here for you 24 seven, eight days a week. It's a Beatles song. I will build an extra day into the week. Just, just to console you. It's not enough to love you though. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on. Enough. Dustin, did you shoot a wedding this weekend? Where where were you at? What, What were you doing? I was shooting a great Indiana wedding for a great Indiana man. I, w- I got married? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did, Stephen. Did I also marry Jose? <laughs> no, we actually got to photograph at a new venue that we have yet to photograph. I wouldn't actually say it's a new venue, but a new venue for us. Um, we shot at the Fort Wayne Museum of Art, um, which was posed its own challenges. Yes, that look you're giving me, there is a museum of art in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I wasn't giving you any look, Dustin. How do we we make the screen go black so he can't see us, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was was a bit of a letdown 
um, from what my expectations were because in the... Because it's Fort Wayne? No, the museum has this gorgeous uh, lobby area or I don't know what you call it. It's like the lobby. I guess you call it a lobby, but it's not a lobby. Like the... They don't teach architecture in Fort Wayne. Teach architecture? Do you, did you take your classes in Noblesville? <laughs> um, but the original plan was that the couple was going to have the reception in this lobby area because it was a small reception. But in the time that they booked the venue, the museum was donated art and they didn't have anywhere to put it. So they just put it in the lobby. So, And when I say art, I mean like giant ass sculptures. <laughs> Uh, one of which was hung from the center and one which took up the entire side. So, so like, but were they good giant ass sculptures or like, I mean, flabby giant ass sculptures? Like how, how would you describe these giant asses? Well, let's just say if you plan on doing your first dance in the center of this giant area and they hang all these like metal pole sculpture thingies from the center with giant asses no longer can have your first dance there. It could be a great ass dance. So they had to have, they moved everything into the like back area. They have like a little sort of, you know, like artist, I don't know what you call it, like the room where once they show an artist, you go back and have punch and wine. And I think that's called the room of requirement. You actually have to walk past it three times while looking for something and then you open the door and what you're looking for is inside. Yep, that's what it was. And so we shot back there and everything went great. And that was a wedding. Very nice. Well done. I'm glad you uh, really pulled out all the stops at the giant ass sculpture building. Yeah, the couple was great. We did some photos in the galleries and they we did one photo that I'll, I'll throw up on the Instagram account next week. But uh, the security guard... We you mean that's f- not already done? No. You, you didn't throw a willy-nilly, nilly-willy Dustin preset on that and just pop it off onto the Instagram? Uh, I threw a willy-nilly Steve Van Elk preset mm. on there, but it was too willy-nilly, so I need oh, to go back man. through and nilly-willy it. At the wedding Jen and I were shooting, they kept saying dilly-dilly, and every time I heard them say that, I thought nilly-willy, and I thought of you, Dustin. Steve. just want you to know that I'm thinking about you, buddy. I, Good thoughts, happy my, thoughts. My heart is warmed. As it should be. So yeah, we should the wedding went great. Couple loved it. We did awesome stuff in the short, short time we got because the bride had crazy, crazy expectations for her first look. Um, but we did we did what we could. She have you ever had this happen where your bride calls an audible at the last minute on your first look location that you have scouted and mapped and thought out and she's doing her hair and makeup and she just decides oh by the way we're gonna do our first look inside the baseball stadium next to the hotel because that's where our first date was and so you can't argue with her because you're like oh yeah that would be great like the sentimental value and then yeah, but you're also Dustin McKibben and you're running a business so you do with a client ask right yep and so I'm like great and I thought she had already discussed this with the groom Consummate professional, Dustin McKibben. Consummate. Yes. So what are you guys doing this weekend? Got the weekend off, I assume, because you guys are rock stars like that. We're shooting again this weekend, Dustin. Holy cow, you guys are animals. 
That's just how we do. Animals. Well, you know what can increase your workflow because you shoot so much, Stephen, is the new Adobe uh, Lightroom segue? update. Is that a segue here? Yeah. You like that? I'm going to just jump on my segue and take it over to Adobe Land. Very nice. Um, did you happen to take a peek at that? I missed the keynote, but I've been peeking at some articles. I haven't updated myself because updates scare me. Jen and I came back to Indy to shoot a wedding this weekend, but we were still on vacation technically. So I wasn't really keeping up on industry news, tech news. I read the article right before coming on here and I sent it to Jen Just because she does more in. editing than I do. So I thought she might have more thoughts and Jen, uh, didn't read it either. I don't, I don't even know if Jen read it because you know. We're just chillaxing, relaxing, living that vac- vacation lifestyle. Well, lucky for you, Steve. I do keep up on industry news and what's going on in the ins and outs of wedding photography and everything that we can do to help the listeners get a little head head up consummate on Consummate professional. Consonant. I don't even know if that's a word. Consonant? Constant. Nope. Wrong word. Constant, I think, is the word you're looking for. Nope. Consummate. It's like consummate? Yeah, like consummating. <laughs> um, but I can give the rundown, or I can do what Steve did to me last week with the drone. And no, I just can- just run us down, <laughs> Dustin. Run us down. Uh, so Adobe is putting a fork in the road, and they are dividing their two offerings for so Adobe. So they're forking their product, and they're forking their uh, clients? Yes. How are you what? getting forked, Dustin? Uh, not by you. Um, so they're offering what most of you are probably already using, which is their typical desktop Adobe software that they made a decent amount of improvements to. So most uh, of us are getting forked on the desktop. One of which I'm kind of excited about. I don't know if Steve knows about any of these updates. So mm. I will share one. Oh, it's going to be so fast, Dustin. So, so fast. The uh, I'm trying not to hold my breath on the speed increase. Is it hard to learn? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the newest update that people are getting jazzed about is the mask. Are they getting jazzed about it or are they hard for it? <laughs> they are mildly excited. Okay. <laughs> So they're flaccid on it? I wouldn't say that. I would not say that at all. Okay, good. Because when you're getting forked over a desk, you really don't want it to be flaccid. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I would imagine you don't. So so what's this thing you're pumped about, Dustin? You're so pumped. The, um, I assume you know what masking is, Steve? With your limited retouching skill set? Masking is where you put on a ski mask, you walk into a 7-Eleven, and you get some money. It's like an ATM. Oh, I forgot. You used to rob banks. We used to rob banks, Dustin. And and 7-Elevens. It's a real Bonnie and Clyde situation going on over here. Is that what we did before we started this podcast? No, not you and me. (laughs) (laughs) I love how your wife is just giving you this blank look. She's trying to hold back the laughter. Um, Not at all. <laughs> so maybe maybe I should direct my questions to Jennifer, being that mm-hmm. she's the educated one in this relationship. 
Um, I'm just so, YouTube educated. Yep. You're Jennifer Van Alk educated. That too. So have you ever had a photo, Jen, where you're um, like, say maybe you want to just darken the sky or you want to, you know, just make certain elements, you know, you want to brush in a filter to certain elements um, in Lightroom, but it's like a pain in the ass because you have to, the only way you can, you could do it previously is simply by like brushing it. Mm, Nope. Or dragging a... (laughs) Steve, did you just spill beer all over yourself? I almost spit beer out all over myself. This is why I married her. She makes me laugh. (laughs) But so, anywho, for those of us who do like to edit our photos... Do cheesy stuff? Yes. No, it's not cheesy. No, I I definitely understand what he's saying. Yes. Yes, I have had. Dustin loves selective color. That's what he's trying to say. (laughs) That I've wanted to do selective coloring, but then I realized it was no longer 2008. So you can now drag down, like say a a gradient filter, but then you can go in and click the sky, and it will only apply that gradient filter to the sky versus. Originally, you know, it'd be, you know, the entire photo unless you went in and like brushed it back. But so it has like some more like Photoshop-esque strength, things that you might have originally like just taken it into Photoshop to do. They're, you know, slowly eliminating the need for Photoshop. Yep. So that's the big uh, color masking, right? Yep. So you, well, that's what it just said. You were talking about luminance masking, right? Well, you just could do l- luminance or color masking. Look at who read the show notes, Steve. Such a big boy. Well, I mean, I, I used to use luminance and color masking in Adobe After Effects for video stuff all the time. So, Wow. Yeah. So Mr. Make Fun of Dustin also used to do this all the time. I'm, I'm just saying I know how to edit, Dustin. <laughs> trying to get it back on track. Steve Van Oak knows what he's doing in the editing room after you and Jen just lambasted me earlier, okay? So so would you say you're flaccid in the editing room when you're mm. trying to get it done, or are you... It's really uh, hard not to say something right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, whether or not I'm flaccid or hard or... Excited excited in the editing room? When I'm forking in the editing room. Do you Um, understand how hard it is for me to listen to this on the podcast and for me to sit here and listen to him? That conversation is between my wife and I, okay? That's (laughs) private information um, that we don't necessarily want to expose to the public. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Steve doesn't want to expose himself to you. Sorry, I had to jump on that before you said something real gross. Oh, Steve, I don't I don't want to have to see your wife jump on it, but um <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, back on track. Um so the other side of the fork that Adobe rolled out is the more mobile type thing. So what they are claiming is that you have what I would say Steve and I are, you know, professional veteran photographer, so to speak, with a heavy workflow. And then they are claiming that there are these newbies that are popping up in the marketplace that claim that Lightroom is too intimidating. 
So they wanted to make something for the millennials that is a little more pared down and a little bit more, you know, hip is what I would call it. So it's more of a mobile. Yeah, it's like mobile, user-friendly. Everything's based in the Adobe Cloud space where your images are shared amongst all devices versus Adobe Classic is what they're calling what we use now. Um, The only thing that gets shared to the cloud is a smart preview. If you use the new Adobe CC, Lightroom CC, it'll share the uh, raw file. Up to the cloud. Up to one terabyte, Dustin. Yeah, look at you. Handcrafted artisanal raw files. So made with all natural Brooklyn water. And Mm. what what it looked like, and maybe you can attest to this or gluten free disagree, is uh, the menu and like the flow of it kind of seemed like they had Photoshop and Lightroom had a baby, and it's sort of kind of like a hybrid of the two. The way the yeah. the menu, like you don't have the modules anymore. It's sort of more of a portfolio collection organization type platform with editing on the side. It's almost like they were like, hey, you remember that iPhoto thing that people used to love and then they kind of got rid of? Let's just do that. <laughs> but photos exist, so why? Yeah, because they're Adobe and different company than Apple. Yeah, so, but, I mean, why? Like, Apple's already in that space, so why? And Google Photos exist, too, so, like, why? Yeah, they did, uh, though. Well, the, I can answer the why, because they're trying to disguise it with the name Lightroom. <laughs> so they're like, well, if we don't call it a photo organization mobile platform... To so thoughts app, on this, Dustin. Are you going to move on to the mobile thing, or are you going to stick with the desktop? I will stick with the desktop because I don't really give a shit about mobile edibility yet. I don't travel nearly enough that I need to... You don't need those edible pictures? Jump on my iPad and stuff like that. I'm plenty happy just going from my iMac to my MacBook Pro. What about you? What about you, Steve? That gives us something to chew on, Dustin. Uh, We're probably going to stick with the desktop. I don't even know if we have an iPad that we could run this uh, Lightroom on, so... I I've heard it's a it's a really great experience on the new iPad Pros with the I don't uh, have one. I know you don't. That would require you slimming back on the blood axe. But Not gonna happen. Exactly. No toys when you get all that beer. Mm-hmm. So speaking of iPads and iPhones and mobile, um what are your thoughts on uh Brides and grooms on their phones. Another segue. Wow. Uh, I brought this up because a few weddings ago, we had a wedding where the groom was on his phone like the whole time. Was it because of football? uh, uh, You know, I don't want to get into specifics, but he was just on his phone (laughs) a lot. And um, let's just say that's something you don't need to do as a groom. I don't think you need your phone there. I don't think a bride needs her phone there either. I think uh, when you go for your wedding, just leave your phone at the hotel room or wherever. Right? Yeah. I would agree. I don't think you can argue that. I I agree with that statement, but I feel like it it would have to be the most perfectly planned wedding in order to 
No, it yourself. doesn't have to be the most perfectly planned wedding because you have a maid of honor, you have a best man, you probably Parents, have a wedding planner. Probably. You have a coordinator. Like, there's so, so let's pretend for a second so you don't have people. a wedding planner and you don't have a coordinator. Or a wedding party or guest or... Well, then you're not having a wedding. You're eloping. Because <laughs> um, I remember on our wedding day, like our... our um, we did cookies instead of cake and the cookie company bakery place called me like the morning of the wedding and was like, Hey, there's steps up to your reception hall. I'm not walking all these cookies up these steps. And they're like, first called my wife. My wife was like freaking out. Like you need to call Dustin. And they called me and I was like, let me call the caterer. I'm sure they can come down and get the cookies cause they're in there decorating. But had we not had our phones, it's not like the baker has, you know, like our maid of honor's phone number. Oh, you know what would have been great for the baker then? They would have got there, seen the steps, and then just been like, oh, I guess I'll walk up the steps instead of bothering the bride and groom about this because I can't get a hold of them on their wedding day. So I'll just tough it out. We for sure complained. The owner was like going through chemo or something. And so she... Oh, so now I'm the dick. Yeah. So she was like super sick and ill and yeah, so she couldn't make it up the steps because she was so fatigued and tired and yeah, so. Oh gosh. Thanks Dustin. Thank you for all of that. Oh gosh. Oh, but she had never been to our venue and so she didn't know that there was steps and and you know what she could have, would have done if she kind of got a hold of you? She would have walked up the steps one time, walked in and said to anybody who was there, I'm not carrying these cookies up the steps because I am a wisp of a human being and I can't do it right now. And somebody would have taken care of it. I feel like Dustin kind of set you up for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly because just, you made, you painted it out like they were just being jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin's really the dick in this situation. <laughs> wow. Yes. Jeez, Dustin. Jen, you're not supposed to Jennifer. This is this is not your place to navigate Steven's podcast audio. You had to know as soon as I sit down with this microphone that it was going to be Steven I tag teaming you. So many pictures painted with that statement. So many pictures. So uh, moving on from talking about uh, brides and grooms with their phones and Dustin's weird situation, um, unplugged wedding ceremonies. Good idea? Bad idea? What, do you, what are your guys' thoughts? Um, oh, I guess I'll answer this because no one else is over here on my side of the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great idea to do an unplugged ceremony. I think it's fantastic with the rise in technology um, everybody, I shouldn't say the rise in technology, the rise in social media. Um, every guest feels this need to be a reporter at your wedding and they think their photo is going to be the one to, I guess, impress you. I don't know, but they don't care about you, Dustin. They care about them. They care no, about, not about me. likes. They care yeah. about getting, getting those sweet, sweet yeah. likes on their friend's wedding people sliding into their dms oh yeah Mm. sliding in so hard yeah that kind of that's sort of a good segue into the next topic you wanted to discuss no because first i want to talk about unplugged wedding ceremonies but i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna let my wife go first (laughs) okay 
uh, you know, Taylor Swift, you were good and all, but Beyonce deserved this. You ready? Am I Beyonce or Taylor Swift in this situation? Obviously, Dustin was Taylor Swift and you're Beyonce. (laughs) I, I honestly have mixed feelings about this. I think that you have a good point. People need to unplug from their mobile devices and from actually, the matrix. yes, take that, that wire too. out of the back of your head. Let's get down to Zion and let's party. Party. People need to unplug and they need to be experiencing moments and not just capturing it. Just knowing my experience as a photographer, you don't remember being a part of this event. You remember the photos because the entire time all you're doing is looking through. But but a- Jen, how are you going to remember? Th- the experience of being there if you don't got them sweet sweet likes mm, and those sweet sweet people really, sliding does it into your dm exist if you don't have a photo of it so exactly well okay so i see that i see that point but at the same time i feel like a lot of photographers are just being little bias about it and they're upset because their photos are, or their their photos are getting ruined and i think that is dumb I mean, just get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about the couple. And if they have their friends and they want their friends to be able to take pictures, then let it be. I mean, uh, I brought this topic up because I wanted to just say unplugged wedding ceremonies. Fuck them. Right? <laughs> right, guys? Uh, Pulled and out the Jen one kinda, F-bomb that I allowed. Jen, Jen just kind of came in and stole that thunder from me by making that point for me. But... uh I'm so, so, so over unplugged wedding ceremonies. If you want to do it at your wedding, that's fine. But like, who cares? Like, don't make a big deal out of it. I think it's weird when you go to a wedding and there aren't people taking photos in the middle of the ceremony now. Like, I've never had a situation where somebody stood up to take a photo and I was like, well, they ruined my photo because my feet don't work anymore and I couldn't take a step to the left or the right. Like, you just roll with the punches. You're professional. That Brazilian wedding that we shot in Muncie, there was people with giant iPads. And I honestly, I thought it was endearing. I I wasn't like, I cannot believe this. Because honestly, it's probably the groom's uncle. He does not mind his uncle being in a few photos. And he's not going to be there the entire ceremony. He just stood up and took a couple of pictures. And, you know, he doesn't also mind that sweet, sweet Apple product being in a couple photos either. That iPad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're talking so about good looking. two different weddings. No. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm saying everyone everywhere loves those iPads. Y- yes. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> and? I'm just saying, if you could get a photo of like an iPhone or like a photo of like you and your bride, probably going to go for that iPhone. Maybe, maybe an iPad because it's like a bigger better looking iPhone, right? Absolutely. I mean, the color rendition on those things are so good. So Dustin, you wanted to segue into the next topic. Yeah. Steve, which is me. I'm Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Has been trolling the, uh, let's just call it an online Facebook group for photographers. And I found this very controversial post. Um, a photographer 
wrote, forgive me for this post, but I need to take a minute to share of a situation I'm currently dealing with. First of all, did you forgive her? I still have it. No, I never, never will. I ask that you please share, share, and share. Oh, man, that's, I wasn't going to guess that. Because this is something that the world of photographers at any level need to hear. <laughs> Not every level, any level. You're going to have to talk a little bit quicker because On Saturday, this is a really long this story. This photographer was hired to photograph an anniversary session for a beautiful couple. She picked a location personally assisted in lifting the bride on challenging rocks at the location single-handedly was responsible for the posing of the bride and groom someone decided she she put her on the rocks single-handedly like one hand yeah one hand well i mean uh should have got a picture of that put the ice into the glass you pour the liquor over the ice now it's on the rocks and you just give that to the bride i believe you say this is a photo on the rocks yeah (laughs) Should be the That's name of a drink. Uh, and so then today she was notified that another photographer who was there at the same place as her had shared images that that other photographer had taken. And that person's images had been shared 30 plus times. Holy oh, cow. Yeah, th- 30 times. That's like 30 times. 970 times away from being viral. Just getting so close there. Uh, And she just wants to raise awareness about how inappropriate, unprofessional, and disrespectful this is. Because we as creatives, as photographers, (laughs) nay, nay and nary, as as creative photographers, I would say, uh, put our hearts and soul into these shoots. And she personally drove like three hours, helped pick the spot, and held all the creative lead on the shoot. So it's a disrespect for somebody to take a picture while she's working. And she's hired to document this moment. But it's also intrusive to the couple. It was so intrusive that she didn't even notice the person taking photos until (laughs) somebody pointed out that they'd been taken on Facebook and shared more times than her photos. So, so intrusive. I'm still disappointed that you haven't been able to track down the other person's photos so I can see them. The other person took them down because she got cyberbullied after this person posted. Oh, you just said the group name. (laughs) Shit. I can cut that out. Don't worry. Uh, So I see posts like this on Facebook groups all the time. And every time I see them, I just think to myself, like, why are you posting this? You're not posting this because you really, really think other people need to know this. You're posting this because you're personally upset about something that happened to you. And the thing that happened to you was that somebody else shared photos and those photos got shared more than your photos did. Because who cares if somebody else took photos of your clients? Like, was that person getting paid? No. You got that money. They didn't get that money. I don't know, Dustin. I mean, it is a good point. If she had 30 shares and the other person did not, then <laughs> probably would be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say because um, I'm a photographer in Fort Wayne, so it's not like someone walking by is going to be like, oh my God, look at him put them in that alleyway or against that park bench. Um, uh, yeah, because this photographer taking people to a public park where there were tons of other people and apparently somebody else with a camera with a, I'm guessing a telephoto lens, if she, he or she was able to get close-up shots of these 
other people getting their photos taken without being right. noticed by her, uh, then yeah, it's it's probably just a public place, and you can't really be mad that somebody took photos in a public place. Look like a national park, perhaps, or some sort yeah. of. I mean, the s- spots look beautiful from the photos you showed me. But yeah, the spots did look beautiful, and also there were some people sometimes in those spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's back it up. So the question is, is it okay for someone else to take photos of your couple, whether it be wedding or engagement, while you are attempting to take those photos? And then is it okay for said person to post those um, photos as if they are their own, which they are their own, but claiming... That's how it works. Claiming, you know, the, you know, that the photographer did all the work with like the location scouting and the posing and the lighting and all of that. (laughs) The photographer actually lifted the sun up into the sky and then lowered it down gradually. Well, they chose the time of day that the photos were going to be taken so they would be, you know, optimal. Oh, yeah. So did that other photographer. (laughs) In theory, the other person was there with a camera because of the time of day, Dustin. You don't get to claim the right over the sun, Dustin. You're not God, and you're not Ra either. I think I think you're 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 missing the point. I'm not I'm not I'm taking a step back from this specific scenario, and I'm broadening it to make it more of a question about the ethical nature of the scenario, not so much this specific one. Get with it, Steve. Ethically, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Morally, I think you're kind of a piece of shit if you do it to another photographer knowingly. So you are okay with it, but you're not okay with it. I don't think the person did anything wrong, but I do think the person's a piece of shit. So That's really harsh. (laughs) I mean, I try to think, like, how would I feel if I'm, like, doing an engagement session and then I saw that couple's photos posted by another photographer... And I mean, I can't say that I would be thrilled about that. And you're like, whoa, those are the clothes that they were in when I took my photos. Because I had that happen once where I did this couple's engagement photos. And then um, I was looking through their guest book at their wedding. And I, I saw these photos and they were in like a different location than where we did their engagement photos. This is kind of off topic, but I was so confused because I'm like, wait, I didn't take these, but they're wearing the same outfit that they wore for their engagement. Turns out they had had another engagement session done by a different photographer before they had booked us, but they had loved that outfit so much that they, they wore the same outfit for their second engagement session. For 30 days until your photos, just 30 days straight, showered in it, just lived in that outfit. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But you were able to Photoshop all the stank off of it, right? So, I mean, it must be wherever these photos were taken, uh, must be a small enough community that it got back to the other photographer that she saw them. I think it was that people were posting in photography groups like, hey, do you know whose clients these are? Because this person wants them to get those photos and she ran across it in a photography group, not just like on Facebook. Yeah, the photographer didn't say hey i this is my couple and i i took these photos i posed them she just said that she saw the moment and took the pictures 
Do we know if that person is a photographer, like a professional, like portrait and wedding photographer, or if it was just like, I'm pick like, this is how I picture it in my mind is that it was like someone out there doing like pretty, pretty landscape stuff and just happened to like, Oh, Hey, there's a couple on that rock. The other photographer was just there to do the landscape and the sunset. And so like, I feel like they were in their mind's eye, they were being super harmless and they just happened to snap a cool picture and they're like, oh, I, I would love to give this to the couple because I took it and edited it. And then all of a sudden this like huge backlash from this other photographer. Uh, attention seeking person. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'd call this other person a photographer, the person who is complaining. Yes. Because if you complain and you're a photographer you're no longer a photographer that's That's why this podcast is obsolete (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by used to and have been photographers (laughs) oh a little something something Mm, drink it up are we are we good with that did you get that off your chest there steve i just if you are upset about something that happened with your business you have friends talk to your friends about it do not get on facebook or instagram or twitter or some other place to complain because you're just you're looking for attention when you do that and it's no longer about like oh somebody wronged me it's about getting back at the other person and this person said also this post was never meant to take a direction to support cyberbullying I just want the community to think about our clients and what they hired us to do. And that's just complete and utter bullshit. You were purposely doing this because you wanted to bully people into thinking the same way you did. You wanted attention because you felt bad because somebody else was getting attention for taking shots of your clients and you weren't getting that attention. Like just, you know, it's tough when something bad happens to you, but you just, you gotta, you gotta learn to find other ways to deal with it because now for the rest of your life, you're going to be that photographer who just got on Facebook and complained about how some other photographer snapped photos of my clients and nobody wants to be that photographer. Like you don't really want to be that photographer. And I don't think in your head, you're thinking when I do this, I'm going to become that photographer, but you do end up becoming that photographer. And deep down when you're doing this, posting to Facebook and other social media to like call somebody out, like you're looking for attention yourself. You're looking for people to be on your side, support you, give you praise, say, Oh my gosh, you took such great photos. I can't believe somebody would ever do this to you. You don't need that attention. Like if you're doing good work, if you're enjoying your work, when things like this come up, you're going to be able to roll the punches. You have significant others. You have friends. You have family members. All these people who support you, who care about you, just message that photographer. Say, hey, I think this thing you did was really shitty and be done with it. Or or start your own podcast <laughs> where you can just complain all the time. That's because nobody listens to podcasts, Dustin. Woo, woo. We can say whatever we want on here. We spent a whole episode talking about how we wanted people to send us dick pics and nobody sent us dick pics, Dustin. (laughs) Nobody even took the time to go to the grocery store, find an eggplant, take a picture of that eggplant and send it to us. Steve was so depressed about this that he actually took his own dick pic and sent it to himself. Yeah, I mean, somebody has to love and support me. Oh, so many things I could say to that. It it wasn't my penis, Dustin. It was just an eggplant. I couldn't bring myself to do it, even to myself. (laughs) (sighs) 
Still so many things I could say to that. I see the top of an eggplant right there in the frame. A little purple purple nub right there. Oh, that's my knee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Same thing. purple sweatpants. Um, they're more like maroon. Mm-hmm. So do we have any questions this week for our brand new, not so new segment? Oh, yeah. Questions, questions answers. answers. Questions, answers. All right, Dustin, because I'm spending so much time on Facebook groups this week, I have some questions from you from Facebook. From, from me? <laughs> These are questions that are all from Dustin. Dustin asks on Facebook, weird question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's a weird question with a question mark. So weird question? Anyone ever have questionable followers like lots of your pics? And do you monitor who follows you? So wait, I asked you that? Somebody on Facebook asked that. Let's move on. Okay. Um, All right, one more time. I was still trying to remember. Do you monitor who follows you? And do you ever have questionable followers who like lots of your pics? Uh, I do not monitor who follows me. No. Um, do you even monitor who likes your pics? Nope. No, I do not. I I really saw this question and I just, I could not comprehend it. Like if you're this upset about people following you and liking your stuff, just make your account private. Yeah. I, I'm sort of what you call Instagram autopilot. I post pictures willy nilly as I think about it. And then, and then, yeah, that's it. If I get some likes, awesome. I've been trying to step up my hashtag game so I can be cool like Steve. Uh, <laughs> I don't think cool was the word you were looking for. Yeah, that, that is exactly the word I was looking for. Oh, thanks, Dustin. That's so kind of you. Yeah. My just, heart is just warm. Want, just want Ian to look up to me like he looks up to you. He already looks up to you. Said you're so cool. Hashtag blessed. Uh, so, Jen, do you have any thoughts on this social media thing? I tuned out. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> Phoning it in, Jennifer Van Elk. No, I, you know, it. I think you made a valid point. And also, how is she able to keep track of that? Or he, I guess I should just oh, guess. You only have like five that. followers. It's really easy to keep track mm-hmm. of that. My grandma keeps liking my tomato photos. What is going on? Tomato. So questionable, my grandma. <laughs> so questionable. Aunt Betty keeps liking my dick pics. <laughs> so weird. Is tomato, is that supposed to be something? Or are you re- actually talking about tomatoes? Oh, you don't you don't post photos on Instagram with tomatoes? You gotta tell me what tomatoes are. No, we just we just post pictures of those uh those aubergines and uh those peaches, you know? T- tomatoes, Jen, they're the most delicious thing. They're red and they oh, grow on vines and they Oh, uh, that's so disgusting, Dustin. Oh people oh. people oftentimes grind them up into oh. ketchup. Dustin, this is a PG-13 rated podcast. We only get one F-bomb. You can't talk like this on the podcast. I know, and I always let you take the F-bomb. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> the very first episode, you dropped the very first F-bomb. 
Uh, uh, so, I remember you saying, well, I guess that means this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, on the... On the Instagrams, Jen Jen gets uh, messages sometimes. She got this one this week. Somebody messaged her something in a lettering system I can't read. And I wrote back, sorry, I only speak slash read English and a little bit of Spanish. And the person wrote back, I want to get you. <laughs> Where are you? And, and you replied with? No, thanks. Block. <laughs> Not like, I am the Burger King. Jen gets comments or messages on Instagram all the time from questionable people. Um, yeah, I mean, So do I moderate them? The no. thing that brought up the dick pic uh, episode was that Jen was literally sent a dick pic and it pissed me off. Um, but men send messages to Jen all the time on Instagram um, asking her where she lives and then if she answers and by she answers i mean i answer because i'm typically the one running her uh, instagram messages um she'll get back a response like let me get those photos girl and then she writes back like yeah coming on up no we decided that we were going to start taking photos from their profile and photoshop them um eggplant emojis all over them like with the like one of them one of the guys we i found a photo of him holding something in his hand and i replaced that thing in his hand with a eggplant i love it this and then we this send could, that to this him. could be like like a blog that you start we need to start a new instagram account and just do this to people <laughs> yes this sounds amazing start a tumblr mm. it's kind of like that guy who photoshops um, people who take selfies in like Holocaust uh, memorials. Have you heard about that guy? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. He like takes the selfies off of Instagram and then he photoshop because he has a huge following. He photoshops you with like people dying behind you and like crazy stuff. Makes you look like a terrible human being. Yeah. And then he hide like he, essentially blackmails you in a way where he won't take the photo down until you not only take your photo down, but you write a public apology. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, I also saw saw recently that a girl was taking selfies of herself with um, the men who catcall her as she walks like through big cities. It was really funny. She would just like go up and do like a selfie right next to the guys. And like I started going through it and I was like, at first I was like, these guys just kind of look like normal guys. And then I was like, no, no, these guys look like creeps. And then I started looking at every man I saw and I was like, no, every man is a creep. Yep. Yeah. But they're all normal. Well, I mean, (laughs) if every man's a creep, then being creepy is normal. That is correct. That is... Sort of the... Uh, it was actually, it wasn't that funny, her thing. It was more like just utterly depressing and like made me really question whether or not I wanted to uh, raise a daughter in this world. I know. Well, uh, I... You're already raising a daughter in this <laughs> world. What does that mean? You can't You can't really choose to renege on that one. I wanted to know uh, if I should really be raising a wife in this world too. Um, you do not raise a wife. All right, so... Anything else? Uh, any questions for our brand new segment? 
Oh, yeah. Um, Dustin, I just had a customer ask me, says somebody on Facebook, Mm -hmm. if I would give back a refund within three years because of divorce. No. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, but if they get a divorce, those pictures are worthless to them. Uh, Yep. If you have a plumber come out to your house and then within three years you move, do you get a refund from the plumber? Because the work he did to that toilet is now worthless to you. I'm sorry, did you burn the house down right before you moved? Sure, if that helps with the analogy. <laughs> did you tear out the toilet right before you moved? Um, I mean, like, let's say you bought that that beer that you just love, that Indiana beer for that Indiana mm. man, and then right before you're about to crack one open, you go to a doctor's appointment. And the doctor says, Steve, your liver is like coal. It's so black. You know what I would say in response to that, Dustin? I'd say... Chug a lug. Gulp, gulp, <laughs> gulp, 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 gulp. Uh, what was like, that, doctor? Like, Steve, Steve, you can't drink beer anymore. And then and I'd be like, oh, should I, should should I you try contact, to make myself throw that can, up? Can you contact Eric Bloodaxe and be like, hey, hey, I can't drink your beer anymore. I need a refund for every beer I've ever drank. Eric's cool. He would just uh, mercifully murder me on the spot. There you go. Viking way. And then bottle your blood into another beautiful Indiana beer. Mm, For so many beautiful Indiana people like you, like my wife, like all of our listeners out there, whether they live in Indiana or not, tonight, today, whenever you're listening, you're an honorary Hoosier just for listening to this podcast. You are are not just an honorary Hoosier, you're beautiful, beautiful Hoosier at that. You can come, you can get that great Indiana beer for that great Indiana man or woman living inside of you. <laughs> Let's move on to our last question. Is it worth telling a client to take photos down that she clearly put her own edits on? Do you just let them leave them up even when they look nothing like your work and are so horrendous in your eyes? Um, so this is an issue uh, I haven't had to deal with too much with our clients that I know of at least. I mean, I don't, it's not like I follow my clients on Instagram unless they follow us. Um, but I know there's a local florist that we work with a ton um, who sometimes tends to play with the photos that we give her. Uh, like a cat? Editing just wise. Just at the photos in the air? Just, just bat that photo around, Steven. Just just so the listeners know what just happened, I said that, and then Dustin and Jen, both at the same time, <laughs> mind batting a mouse in the air like they were kitty cats. Who said it was a mouse? I was batting it a little bouncy a, ball. I was doing a... Uh, Yarn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, Steve. Even, yeah. Get our pantomimes well, right. Before you both go to bed, I will put out little saucers of milk for you in case you get thirsty tonight <laughs> for your tum tums. Oh my gosh, that was the most disgusting sound I've ever that heard. That did not Dustin. come from me. Just so everyone. Knows. Jen, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> oh gosh, Dustin. Uh, so you have a florist likes to play around with your photos like a kitty she cat. likes to yeah she throws some filters on from time to time and i have to just be like hey um the colors of those flowers look really weird what'd you do to my pretty photo and she's like, like i made the colors look right 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that cat's got some fangs. Well, it's actually because of our our relationship to this florist that I do pay extra attention when I'm editing um, to like making sure I don't blow out the bouquet and stuff like that. Is that a thing people do? Uh, I hear you know, frequently from florists that photographers can't capture flowers. Yeah, like she she's one of our biggest referrals. Like she refers a ton of weddings to us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have a florist who is referring you to people? Yeah, baby. I've never heard of this. Uh, in the wedding, what is it? A uh, step ladder slide of referrals. It goes wedding planner, venue, no. photographer, videographer, DJ, DJ, <laughs> videographer, florist, DJ. There, florist that is, is totally never above flawed. you. That is totally flawed. No, man. I was sliding down the slide just yesterday, getting it wet, having fun. It was a great time. And I got to tell you, uh, florist was definitely below photographer. Steven, we've had recommendations from florist. <laughs> I love having Joan on the podcast. She just like takes all of Steve's BS and then she's like, hey, Steve, this little box of BS you just threw out at your listeners. Yeah, I'm going to just light that shit on fire. I was sliding down the water <laughs> slide of family power dynamics. And so it definitely many times. Steve and I've Jen <laughs> and then our know. kids. I've listened <laughs> to this podcast and just shook my head oh steve so the image that goes through my mind right now is that steve's sliding down this water slide jen's behind Mm. him with like lighter fluid and a match and she's just like light that slide of bs on fire is the slide made of gasoline water (laughs) yeah and it quickly goes out yeah it's a gasoline slide (laughs) it's a fire slide steve (laughs) That actually sounds like a super awesome whiskey drink. Fire slide. I'll take a fire slide on the rocks, please. I think fire slide, when you order that, they actually put it in one of those ice troughs and they uh, slide it down to you. No, I'm pretty Ooh. sure when we, were in, one of those? when we were in Africa, that's what you had was a fire slide. <laughs> Dustin, you keep talking about that Sierra Leone. That is going out of your body, though, not you in. You keep talking about Sierra Leone, <laughs> and then as soon as I try oh, to engage you on the subject, you're like, uh, we'll have to save that for another podcast. Because <laughs> well, you keep loading the show notes up with other things. <laughs> Uh, we'll save the Sierra Leone talk for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas because we're probably not going to record one of those weeks or both of those weeks. So we'll record like two shows in advance. Spoiler. <laughs> and we don't have a wedding. So Steve will have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Oh, it's super boring. Hey, any more questions for questions? Uh, no more questions. I did want to get to um, one thing. Uh, once again this week, people are sliding into my DMs to talk mm. to me. And mm. uh, I just Get wanted to there. pinpoint uh, contest winner Louis Novak sent me a very heartfelt and touching touching message. He said, Steve, I want to thank you so much oh for those God. sweet recommendations you gave of things I could buy. Um, just one little problem. My wife could not use the Porn for Women book uh, because Louis told me he does all of the chores around his house. He's already vacuuming. He's already doing the dishes. He's already sweeping. So I just wanted to come on the podcast and say that uh, Louis Novak, I want to be like you. Yeah. Someday, someday if you, Steven, are ever in Cleveland and want to hang out with Louis Novak, he is one of the nicest human beings to be on this earth. I believe it. 
Corinne and I photographed his wedding. He seemed super nice. He soup, is. Soup, soup, soups. There's very few humans on this earth that are as genuine and kind and just... But all I, I mean, could think the whole time was, why is somebody so genuine and kind and nice listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> This so, is this is their glimpse into the hell on earth that is out there. Going back to the uh, female porn, is it still considered female porn if the person who's doing the uh, the chores complains the whole time? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that's actually how women like it the most is if the <laughs> is if the guy complains the entire time. From my experience. Is that the same for guys? Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody <laughs> loves the sound of complaints. Yeah. Unless they're on Facebook in a group. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anything exciting happening in, in the Van Elk life? Today, I did an engagement shoot. There we go. You not even have the, to set me up. The bride was uh, selected by a bridal shop in Indy to uh, do social media updates for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. She, she's uh, posting to her the bridal shop's Instagram story during the engagement shoot. It's a little bit intimidating. Never had that happen before. Ooh. Did you watch them after the fact? Did. And? How can I see these? What's the name of the bridal shop? Uh, it's Dustin's not going to find out. <laughs> now you're going to make shop. me look up every bridal shop in Indy. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. She didn't, she didn't do it a ton. She just, there were like three posts maybe from the whole time. I did a fun. really sweet. I did a really fun photo shoot today for a, like a corporate shoot of a like glass and aluminum manufacturer. They wanted to do one of those, hey, look at all the fancy ass trucks and vans we own kind of photo you know where you get on the uh scissor lift and go up in the air and take a picture of their fleet (laughs) yes yes i said the word scissor yes (laughs) you immature little children i don't know what you're talking about dustin (laughs) jen watch what's going on i have (laughs) no idea what dustin is talking about um so I did the photo and then the assistant that I hired to come on the shoot with me, I texted him because I'm like, oh, I look like such a badass up here on this scissor lift. And I was like, hey, are we going to see that badass photo? So I texted him and I was like, behind the scenes photo, bud. And then later in the day, he's like, oh, I got your text. Is that Was that like my job title for the day? Were you calling me the behind the scenes guy? And I'm like, and no, you're like, no, your, you your job idiot. title was I bud. wanted you to take a behind the scenes photo while I was up in the air taking this photo. And he's like, Oh yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but anyways, Karina and I booked a vacation today. What? Yeah. Are you going to Indy? Uh we almost were gonna go to Indy to fly out, <laughs> but we decided because it's in the winter time. We are going to fly out of Fort Wayne just in case the weather I'm is... I'm sorry, you really rushed over that word there. Um, <laughs> were you ashamed to say where you were flying out of? Or, uh, no. Well, I didn't quite hear it. We are flying out of Fort Wayne. 
Fort so Lauderdale. Stephen, you're gonna have to slow that part down so you, you can actually hear what he says. <laughs> yeah, so fast that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was super fast. So make sure in editing you slow it down so it, people can hear what he said. Yeah. So we are actually gonna go to Texas for a couple of days in uh, for over New Year's Eve because we don't have a wedding. So you're gonna go to Fort Alamo, uh, Houston, Houston, mm. Texas. Nice. We, I'm hoping, or my wife is hoping, and I'm going to try and see if I can make this happen, but hop on down to the old Magnolia, for those of you who watch the uh, Fixer Uppers. How close is that to to Houston? Not close at all. Waco is like a, what? It's like a different two state. Two and a half, it's like two uh, and a half Dustin hours said he was going to Houston, right? Dallas. I don't going, know. I, yeah, I'm going sure. to Houston. and it's I know like, Houston's not close. Texas is huge. Texas yeah. is so big. But we have family cool. in Houston and Dallas. And so we had to kind of choose which one we were going to go to. And the rest of our family is going with us. So it's going to be the whole family vacay. I've been to Waco once. It's actually kind of cute. You went to the Magnolia place? I didn't. I don't think it. I don't know how long it's existed, but it didn't exist when I went. Uh, Jen was just there um, until uh, it got really smoky. Oh, my gosh, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to shut that down. Thanks no. for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Steve. And today, Jen, you can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at WedPick Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve or Jen individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at at Stephen Van Elk. And you can find Jen at at Jen Van Elk Photo. That's Jen with two N's. Thanks for listening, and will you see you next time? Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. <laughs> sing us out, Jen. Sing us out. <laughs> Play that air guitar, Jennifer. Mm. Doing it. Go, go, go for it, girl. Still playing. <laughs> doing the air guitar. Okay, Dustin's gonna do air guitar. Air guitar. You're gonna do air drums. It's more like an air bass. I you can't either. <laughs> There's a boy named Steve. He grew up in South Bend. He was a little man and he did. No, okay. I can do real drums with my fingers. Finger drums. Finger drums. Well, that's all getting cut. Uh. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Jen. Have a good night, guys. Aw, thanks, Dustin. Tuck yourself in. Get that warm little bowl of milk out. <laughs> Oh, that's the sound I play at the end of the episode. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. And silence. <laughs>